Hey y'all, The Fallen Podcast is an Augusta University and Georgia Cyber Center production. Thanks for tuning in. Things are about to get wild. Augusta University is proud to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Even if you don't consider yourself Hispanic or Latinx, you can still learn more about the cultures of the 21 Spanish-speaking countries and territories honored from September 15th through October 15th. There are plenty of ways to celebrate on campus and locally, from attending on-campus events held by our Hispanic-led organizations to supporting locally owned Hispanic businesses, the possibilities are endless. For more information on how AU is celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, check out the university calendar at calendar.augusta.edu or contact the Department of English and World Languages at ewl.augusta.edu. This message is brought to you by the Department of English and World Languages. Welcome to In the Wild. Each week, we're catching you up with all things Augusta University with our most trusted and wildest voices on campus. Here's your host, Rayshawn Ricks. What's up, y'all? Welcome to In the Wild. I am your host, Rayshawn, and joining me in the studio is our one-of-a-kind, amazing co-host, Miss Courtney Parker. What's I, up? I love that intro. What's try, going on? <laughs> I try to switch it up every every now and again. I like it. I like this one. <laughs> How are you? I am doing good. Keeping my head above water with the academics. Okay. How are you? How's your classes? Don't ask me about class. Um, <laughs> I'm here. I am trying my best not to get burnt out. This It's only like in the middle of the semester, but... Whew. Yeah. It's uh, been a doozy. As long as you're here, you're able to do the work. So that's the That's good. true. So yeah, I'm gonna make it. I'm just just like reflecting on the like the past four months of my life has just it's just been crazy. Wow. Um so so many things have, have happened and gone going on and I'm just in this like constant state of transition and so I'm just looking forward to things to calm down. Yeah. Like the dust to really settle. I feel like the holiday season will bring a lot of that. Just Ability, calming down, slowing down, not having to do as much. You know, semester's tapering off. This is the worst time of year for me. Really? This is just like spring and summer is my prime. Okay. Is prime <laughs> is the best time of year for me. Like going into the, I don't want to say colder because, you know, with Georgia, but going into the colder months, they're just not it for me. I take this time to hibernate. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I can get, I can get everything together for the spring and summer, but... I'm definitely going to have to agree with you. I'm just way more productive when the sun's out. Okay. Regardless. Yeah, I'm more productive when the days are longer, the sun is out, it feels nice and warm. Of course, not the hot heat that, you know, we get used to. But yeah, but yeah that's that's it for me. Uh, one thing I am really excited for is that it's Hispanic Heritage Month. I say excited, not because I'm Hispanic. Um, <laughs> don't laugh. Um, I'm not. Not because I'm Hispanic, but I just, I love learning more about different cultures. And as you may know, I was a Spanish minor. So just learning more about different cultures is, I don't know, it's really eye-opening. And for part of the Hispanic culture in general, like there's so many, just like black culture, like there's so many different types or areas within the culture that you can, you can learn. Mm-hmm. So I always look forward to 
watching something that I haven't watched before to learn more or experience a different side of the culture that I haven't experienced before. Yeah. Because I already missed Hearts in the Heart. I didn't go. Oh. I, was, I had to do homework. So probably won't be going out necessarily to experience a lot of things. I'll probably be finding the right things to watch on all of the streaming services that I don't pay for. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What, what do you look forward to for Hispanic Heritage Month? I do enjoy the culture. I enjoy the food. I'm really big on the media. I did take a few Spanish courses, and I love that it's this time of year specifically because Dia de los Muertos is coming okay. up. So it's going to be November 1st and 2nd. It's like right after Halloween, and that is a Spanish holiday. You used to celebrate the dead and, you know, the past life, and it's always really big celebration, a lot of food. So I find myself learning more and more about the culture and getting to celebrate this, you know, incredible holiday. Plus, they have a ton of movies. Like, yeah, they're they're so good. <laughs> I remember I took Spanish and they said, like, we get extra credit if we went to the theater and saw the movies that were coming out at the time. So it's just kind of like tradition to okay. watch them every year now. Uh, you have got me thinking of Coco right now. Like that was that, that first yes. one that comes to comes to comes to mind. Coco was one and I can't remember the name of the other. I think it might be Day of the Dead or something like that. Okay. It was it was an animated film, but it was really it was really fun. I think DreamWorks did it. It's good. Gotcha. Well, moving on to our actual topics for this segment <laughs> before we go off into a complete tangent. It's time for the Jungle Report. So we're gonna tell you about all the amazing things happening on and across campus. Getting started, we have a new ROTC leader who is looking to continue our program's momentum. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Miller is our new chair and professor of military science here at Augusta University. And he has taught adult learners at an intelligence agency college. And this is his first time to work with students on a more traditional college atmosphere. So I'm looking forward to, to meeting him, maybe even having him on the podcast. Yes, welcome, Lieutenant Colonel Miller. All right. And next we have our online fall fashion fair. So AU employees and AU health employees will have access to our online fall fashion. There's going to be different items available for sale. There's fashion accessories, fragrances, jewelry, watches, electronics as well. Some really big name brands. There's Burberry, Coach, Michael Kors, Gucci, and Steve Madden. So we're looking forward to that and it'll be open now through Sunday, October 9th for all employees again. And the proceeds from your shopping will benefit AU and AU Health Volunteer Program and Scholarships. So if you want to grab the link to that, it will also be at jaguar.augusta.edu. The online fashion sale is really interesting because I remember when they used to do stuff in person before the pandemic. <laughs> so they would have like just like all this stuff like laid out and you can just go like just like a little department store, just really? like, you know, like walk in and just like take out for me gifts for other people because, mm -hmm. you know, you can just find some some nice stuff. But it's now it's online and it's really cool because for employees, you can get a payroll deduction. So that's kind of convenient. It's really real convenient. You don't have to worry too much. Yeah, you don't have to worry too much. And of course, like you said, the proceeds go to volunteer programs and scholarships. And also we are in the middle of I give. So for all of our employees, if you are looking to make a difference 
on the home team here consider giving to or giving back to the university in some way, shape, or form. They can also do payroll deductions, and we will put more information about that in the description, but you can find out more at igive.augusta.edu. And last up, for those that are fans of golf and of especially fans of the Masters Tournament, they will be doing a job expo exclusively for the Augusta University community, so Jack Nation. So the first event will be Tuesday, October 4th from 11 to 2 in the Dr. Roscoe Williams Ballroom inside the JSAC. And the second event will be the next day, same time on October 5th in the Harrison Education Commons lobby. So you can walk in and meet representatives from all different parts of what makes the masters happen. Learn some things. They might even, I hope, I don't know. I don't know. So don't, so don't hold me to this, <laughs> but I hope that they give away some like the master's stuff. <laughs> you hope so. I hope, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, like I said, don't I don't know if they are, but I, it, I think it'll be cool if they if they do, because I think this is a great opportunity for us to get more connected to them because the Masters, they are Augusta and mm-hmm. Augusta University is a part of Augusta. So having us work closely together, it, it, it works to it make sense. Yeah, I love the master swag. That's like a true Augusta <laughs> yes. representative right there. Master hat, master yes. windbreaker. <laughs> masters everything. Uh, masters from head to toe. But for this episode, we are going to continue the conversation about Hispanic Heritage Month and particularly talking about the experience that students get here because each culture, each marginalized group on campus has a different experience. And I think it's important for us to kind of have those conversations of what it's like when you step foot this campus as a student of color, right? Because your experience can be very different from people who don't necessarily look like you. But you always have the opportunity to find community and resources and I guess find out how Jack Nation can really be of service to you and make you feel like you belong. So stay tuned because we have some people to talk to you a little bit more about that. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Every November, AU students, staff, faculty, and families come together to give back to the CSRA. This year, your help is needed more than ever. We hope that you'll choose to lend a paw to one of our more than 30 confirmed community partner organizations. AU Days of Service will run from November 1st through the 22nd. During this time, you'll be able to volunteer individually or create a team of volunteers to support one of the many worthwhile service projects submitted by the local nonprofit organizations and AU entities. Volunteer registration opens on Thursday, September 15th. Visit daysofservice.augusta.edu to sign up today. Welcome back, y'all, to In the Wild. And joining us in the studio is one of my favorite people on campus. She is the director of first and second year experience. And she is amazing and is going to talk to us about a lot of cool things and a very interesting topic. So give a warm Jaguar welcome to Dr. Elizabeth Huggins. How's it going? Hey, y'all. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy that you're here to talk to us. So just diving right in, for your role here at the university is to help provide a framework for students to succeed and to graduate and kind of get them started for their first and second year. 
why are the resources that you're responsible for so important to students to take advantage of during this time in their college career? I love that question. I think underlying all of those are is the idea of engagement, both in the class and out of the class. I think engagement allows students to kind of just articulate their, their skill sets to their next employer or to their graduate school. And so we want to offer a lot of different options for them so that they can get engaged on campus. Definitely, because... As a first-gen college graduate, I know how important it is to get engaged. And I think it's awesome that you come up with programs to help students during that time. Well, we, we do a lot of those high-impact practices. And I was looking at, you know, Courtney sitting right beside me, and she's doing an internship with you, correct? And that's considered, you know, above and beyond the classroom. We have this term called CPCPC student, the car parking lot class parking lot car. Mm. And we really want our students to do more things like Courtney's doing, like the internships and the job shadowing. And, you know, study abroad, study away and research, undergraduate research, those kinds of activities help to engage students, you know, beyond the classroom. So how busy is it for you this time of year? We are coming off of a fairly busy summer slash fall. Um, Summertime is our Jaguar Jumpstart summer program where students come into college early and they take six credit hours, but they also do field trips and volunteering in the community and workshops. So that is like early college really for them. And And our students are amazing. Like we have four or five years worth of students that have taken Jaguar Jumpstart that are really a learning community for each other. I'll give you an example. We had recently a reunion of all the Jaguar Jumpstart classes and they helped to engage each other. Like we had a class of 2019 come over to the class of 2022 and say, hey, how can I help you? That sort of, you know, sort of casual mentoring. And so after that experience is over in the summer, we do convocation, freshman convocation, which is, you know what that is. That's just this huge, huge onboarding of a thousand students. And it takes everybody. It's like a huge team effort from the entire campus to put something like that together and really welcome our first year students. So now we're just kind of focusing on some programming that will help engage them. And I know we're talking a little bit about our Hispanic students. And so some of the things that we did this fall would be our book clubs that allowed for small group discussions where students can really look at their pathways and purpose and really talk about their next steps in a way that's not so intimidating. And I love the conversations that we have with the diverse group of students talking about everybody's focused on their next steps. And that's what's going on right now. So before we transition into the, I guess, main topic for today, tell us about the treehouse <laughs> and what it is for those who are unfamiliar, because last right. time you were here, it didn't exist. Right, right, right. Treehouse has been a, open for a little over a year, actually. And it's been, um, it was actually named by students. They came into the space, which is in University Hall 331. And it's got this huge bank of windows where all these trees are right outside our window. And these students came in, they go, oh my gosh, it looks like a treehouse. I feel so comfortable in here you know and so I was like treehouse and so we asked DCM if we could use the old Arsenal Oak logo and we've put that out on everything I've been surprised at not only the students that seem to really like the name treehouse but also the parents like during our summer orientations they're like oh thank goodness we have a treehouse for them (laughs) and it's a place that students can come and ask questions like who's my career advisor where's the academic advisement located I need help and we've had some students that have come in maybe with a little bit of a you know anxiety about something. We let them just sit. We drink. We 
have a cup of coffee with them. We always have snacks and coffee and chocolate in the treehouse. But it's a really a place for them to ask questions about anything. And as they're navigating college, because, you know, college is not easy to navigate. Sometimes there's a lot of terminology that we use that they don't understand. Or these deadlines, are they hard and fast or are they fluid? You know, so we can actually address some of these questions. And if we don't know the answers, we will find the person that has the answers for them. So we're their advocate. That's so awesome. And I know that having spaces like that, whether you're first gen or just new to campus in general, like it can be very special. It really is a place that they can just chill for a second, not study. Of course, we have the Academic Success Center for studying, but it's more of a place that they can, almost like a family room, someplace that they can feel comfortable asking questions. And we've walked people over to counseling and psychological services when they need it, you know, and it's just like we'll be their, their backup plan if they need something. I love that. But switching gears to our topic for today's episode is talking about Hispanic students and how we as a university are here to support them. So for doing my research, I was looking that a lot of Latinos are more likely or Latinx are more likely to be first generation college students. And actually about 44 percent of them who are enrolled are the first in their family to attend college. So what does your department in the treehouse like what can they do to help support those type of students and retain them? Right. These are great questions. I actually did some research too, Rayshawn, just Ooh, in case we needed to. <laughs> so about 8% of our population are Latino students. And, and that in compares to our African-American students, we've got about 22%. And Asian students, we have about 11%. So, But I do feel like, and I've asked a couple of people in admissions, I feel like our Latino students are increasing in numbers. And we don't offer probably enough services for them. My data showed that we have about a 58% of Latinos are from first gen, our first gen students. Oh, wow. And in comparison to like 25% of white students, right? So, you know, a good percentage of them are trying to navigate college without the, the comfort of having a parent that knows how to do that. I also found that they are more likely to work while attending college. And most of them work over 25 hours a week. So what this sort of boils down to is that while you're trying to manage your academic life, you're also working a lot of hours, which limits your ability to get involved out of the classroom and thus limits your sense of belonging on a campus. I have a book from Terrell Strayhorn. A lot of y'all know that book. It's called College Student's Sense of Belonging. And it really talks a lot about how can we encourage that sense of belonging with these students in terms of, you know, out-of-class activities that does not, you know, uh, impact their ability to, to work also while they're trying to go to school. And one of those ideas would be to increase the number of on-campus jobs that we have. You know, if you have a job on campus, you your employer, AU, is very cognizant of the fact that you have final exams and midterms and papers due. And so, you know, your academics come first, but then you also are encouraged most of the time to get a skill set for them, you know, so that they can then use that in their out of, out of, out of college jobs. So it's a little bit about cultural capital. A lot of Latino students do not have the college, like we were talking about the terminology and things, the cultural capital to navigate a college. And so I'd hope that our office could help them in that way, but also to branch and and bridge over to other people on campus, resources on campus that would help them in their next steps as well. I would say that we do have some undergraduate student organizations on campus. You probably have already heard about that. HOSA used to be, it used to be HOSA, now it's HOI. 
And that's primarily for undergraduate, but also graduate students. And then there's a lot of organizations that are for graduate students that are health science focused. But I think, again, we could maybe do more intentional programming, you know, to to really kind of help connect them. Strayhorn, that student, you know, the author I was just talking about, Terrell Strayhorn, was saying that to look at this not as a as a deficit perspective, but value added. He said that, mm. you know, all students, not just Latino students, but all students increase their sense of belonging as they increase the frequency of working with diverse others. So for all students, we should be increasing those opportunities to have conversations and projects, work-based projects with diverse others. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So there's Jaguar Jumpstart that catches students, I want to say like even before they graduate high school, right? Because they kind of become familiar with the university and what that program is. So what other programs do y'all offer to help students throughout the year? Because I know that there's a lot of stuff that y'all do. We do. So Jaguar Jumpstart is immediately after high school, but before all the other freshmen get here. And it helps because it's just a small, small way of starting college. It, it's got small groups. It's got intentional programming. It's, it's really a great summer bridge program. But going into the fall, of course, we said our book clubs, and we have a grant from Student Life and Engagement to purchase the books for students. So they have a spring book club and a fall book club. And all of the books are about your next steps, like how to win at college or money management or, you know, networking and in, in your the defining decade, which you talk about networking and how you get your job after college. So those are great small discussions, small group discussions. And some of them are online and some of them are in person. In October, we have Grit Month coming up where we're going to be doing some activities that will help recognize our, our resiliency and grit it takes to get through college. And you'll have to look you'll have to come over to university hall we're going to actually build a wall down in the in the welcome area near the desk it's going to be a wall of perseverance oh wow yeah and so we're going to have students write on you know paper bricks of things that they have done that they feel pretty proud of themselves about it could be anything from i went outside with a really bad haircut To, you know, my sister has cancer and I've learned how to navigate all of that. So, you know, some serious things too, but also some some typical stuff. I broke up with my boyfriend or my girlfriend <laughs> and I've learned to keep going. I found new people. Those things will be put on bricks and then we'll see the actual wall being built, the wall of perseverance. And what it's saying is that as you lay each brick, every time that you do something that's really kind of pushing your boundaries of grit, you become stronger for it. And the next time you have something that kind of comes to you, you know, you know that you have the strength to, to move ahead and move forward. So our wall of perseverance will be in October. And then I just wanted to give you a little heads up about spring. In the spring, we're going to do a Southern City Swing Tour. Ooh. And that will be ideally for sophomores that are rising to juniors or juniors rising to senior year. And we're going to visit three cities in the South, kind of a done in a day kind of thing where we leave Crackadon at Augusta University and go to either Charleston, Greenville, or Charlotte. Okay. So three cities, three different times. And we're going to go and look at the culture of that space. We're going to talk to alumni that live there, and we're going to see a couple of different places that you could potentially work. Because so many of our students are geographically limited or they have not gone outside of the Atlanta, Savannah, Augusta area. It's good for them to see what their options are at this point so that they can start making plans. And so the Southern City Swing Tour will be taking place in the spring. More about that later. But it does give students an opportunity to really have the grace and space to think about their next steps. 
That's that sounds like really exciting. Everybody I've talked to has been like, "When can we go?" Yeah, and and it was, I want to go. It was an idea. <laughs> from, it was an idea from students, but it's also been built on by students. I taught a leadership class last spring, and they gave me a lot of good ideas about how to structure this experience so that it's intentional. Such as the students who will be going will have business cards, and they'll hand the business card to the person that they speak with, and then they'll write a thank you letter to that person that spent time with them. All of those are scaffolding those those professional skills that will be really important for them after college. But we're going to go ahead and start doing that now. That sounds awesome. And I hope everyone who's listening is ready to go to the Treehouse to learn more. (laughs) But where else can our listeners go to learn more about upcoming events, projects, and just in general about all the amazing work that you do? I think our our website has the most current information. So we're under first year experience. And then you can also look at the different, like, for example, we coordinate all of the Inquiry 1000 courses, and those will be listed each semester on that website. So you can choose either an Inquiry class that is Design Your Life, which gives you some space and grace to be able to think about your next steps in that classroom activity. Or you can do one that's more traditional with research with a professor, say in your major or something. And they're only 10 weeks long. They're one credit hour. But it does, it's all based on project-based learning and engagement and discussion with others. So Inquiry 1000 is something that I think you can really kind of pick and choose which one fits you best. Thank you so much, Dr. Huggins, for being here and enlightening us. And I am so excited for all the fun stuff that y'all have coming out for our students. Always good to talk with you. Thank you so much. What's better than going to the master's? Getting paid to go, getting paid to network, getting paid to learn and work with industry leaders at one of the world's biggest sporting events. This experience is different. Be part of the difference. Join the Job Expo exclusively for Augusta University, including all students, faculty, staff, and alumni at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tuesday, October 4th in the Williams Ballroom in the JSAC and 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Wednesday, October 5th in the Education Commons Lobby on the Health Sciences Campus. Don't miss the opportunity to meet representatives from the Masters and learn how you can be a part of history. Welcome back, everyone, to In the Wild. And joining me virtually is an amazing student. I think she's actually our first student nursing student. So we're excited to have her and to talk to her about her experience so far. So give a warm Jaguar welcome to Anna Moreno. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Great. I know you just got done with nursing school for the day. So how was how's that? You're still in your scrubs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good today. I had like some checkoffs, like we usually have checkoff for lab in the education commons on the third floor. So today we just had checkoffs for like NG tubes and like all that fun stuff. So just got done with that. <laughs> is this your first semester in the program? Yes. This is my first semester in nursing school. Yes. Oh, wow. So you're about halfway done with your first semester. How has it yes. been so far? It's been it's been good. It's been a lot, but it's been good. Um, I feel like with like time management, I have like I literally have like two different planners. I have one like big one um, that like I handwrite like my um, stuff for like the whole semester. And then um, I did get an iPad for nursing school and I downloaded like an, a calendar app on there and I can like 
right in. I go like week by week because if I look at all of it at the same time, it's just very overwhelming for me. So I just like every Sunday I sit down and then I look at all of my like my schedule and I write down what I have due for that week or if I have any exams or like quizzes or if I have to read from like the textbooks, like certain chapters and stuff like that. So I just get, I take it week by week. <laughs> that sounds like so much work to keep up with. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. But it's great that you're you've been having a great experience so far. And Dr. Huggins actually said that you have been trying to or you aspire to be a nurse for a very long time. So this is part of your career plan for a while now. So what made you want to become a nurse? So I graduated high school in 2019. So I I was born like with a heart condition. So I've always been in, I've had like cardiologist appointment and like at MUSC. So I've always been around like the medical setting and like the hospital setting. And I know some people might find this weird, but like whenever I go into the hospital, I know it's it's not a very fun place. Like you don't really want to be there. And there's like a lot of sick patients and stuff, but like, I like that environment, that type of environment. So, cause I, since I was a little girl, like I've always been around that type of setting, the uh, like the medical setting. So I've always in high school, I thought at first I wanted to do, cause I, I grew up doing sports and I thought I wanted to do physical therapy. And then I, I like volunteered and stuff and I shadowed a, a PT and I was just like, mm, like, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> like, And so I need like more like adrenaline, you know what I mean? So I uh, volunteered my junior year of high school. I'm from Hilton Head, South Carolina. So oh, I... Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, not from Augusta, so I volunteered at my local hospital back at home in Hilton Head and and I, over the summer, I volunteered and I realized that's what I want. That's what I wanted to do. And so, yeah, that's kind of how, how I, it took me a while to get here, but here we are <laughs> because I did minor in kinesiology. And so I took like a longer route, I would say, but I mean, there's multiple ways to get to nursing school and to like become a nurse. So I'm just very happy. I am in nursing school. And so, yeah, just two more years. <laughs> And you're doing it and you're living the dream. How does that feel? Like knowing when at one point you were only dreaming about the moment you would be in nursing school and now you're actually doing it. How does the dream compare to reality? I would say like it's it's a very like humble experience. Like when I was like last semester, I had applied and everything and I was just like waiting because I did apply kind of like later in the semester so I was just like waiting and I remember like in April that's when I got the call and I answered because it was a 706 number so it was an Augusta <laughs> number so I was like I picked up the phone and then that's when they told me so I was like really excited and I started like honestly it was like kind of hard to believe but I was very excited and here we are <laughs> and you are first generation just like me. So how does that feel to be the first in your family to get this far? So I'm, I was also first generation for graduating high school as well. Oh, wow. So my parents, my mom's from Argentina and my dad's from Uruguay. So they, my dad's side of the family, they are a really big family. So he's had to work since he was like a little kid and like to provide for the family and everything because he's one of the oldest ones so he didn't i think my dad stopped in 
fifth grade. And my mom wasn't able to graduate high school either. So at the same time, I feel like I owe it to them and I owe it to myself. And I just want to, you know, make my family proud because they didn't have the opportunities and stuff that I have now. So I'm very, I'm very grateful and thankful that I'm, that I'm here. (laughs) What is the support been like from your parents? Because I'm sure they're very proud of you. Yes. I talk to my parents every single day. (laughs) Probably my mom, like, (laughs) three times a day. <laughs> but, oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, since I'm not home. But no, their support has been huge, like huge, huge, huge. Honestly, like sometimes I would like I in some situations, I wouldn't really know what to do if I would get like a bad test grade or all that stuff. You know, I would call them and they would just talk to me that everything's going to be fine. And, and it's just a rough patch. Like, you know, how we always say a bump in the road that it's going to be fine. That like a year from now, we're not even going to be worried about that. I saw a video the other day about this uh, registered nurse. She was like, a year ago today, I was uh, was stressing about an exam. <laughs> and I was just like thinking about that. I was like, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be me at that moment. Yes, it's upsetting and that you did get a bad test grade or whatever it might be. But like from tomorrow, that's not going to matter or the next day or the next day or a month from today or a year from today, you know, so just going over those rough patches. I feel like that's what makes you stronger and like more humble and just like the support from your family is huge. That makes me so happy to hear that. My mom also wasn't able to finish high school. So I kind of can just really understand some of the, some of what you just shared. So I'm glad you were able to share that with us. Yeah. But switching gears a little bit, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. And as we were talking to Dr. Huggins, she let us know that a percentage of our students identify as Latinx or Hispanic. And I was curious to hear from you about your experience here and what that has been like for you being a part of such a small percentage of students. Yeah. So when, so like I said, I'm from Hilton Head and there's a very big like Hispanic population over there. So when I came to Augusta and I, there was like, it was such a big change for me. Cause like going from when there was like a big population to like barely seeing like Hispanics around, um, it did change a lot of things. And I, when I moved to Augusta, I didn't know anyone. I did not know, like no one, none of my friends, like no one. It was a new state it was a new city for me and like like going from a small little island to i know a lot of people don't really think like augusta is like a big city but to me like this is pretty big (laughs) so i i remember my freshman year i one of my friends daisy she's i met her she's from athens georgia and she's mexican so like i kind of felt like i had someone at least (laughs) that like spoke spanish and stuff and so i remember she one of her friends that was from athens that they went to like high school together. She had joined this organization with on campus. It's called OI. It's called Hispanic Organization of Youth. Um, so I decided to join that and then just become part of that organization. And we would do like volunteering opportunities and in like the Hispanic culture and all of that stuff. So it was really fun. And then eventually I became vice president for that club. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to continue because of nursing school but I'm still part of the club like any events that they are hosting I try and go to if I'm not in class or any like any volunteering opportunities or anything like that so I still try to be like involved in that organization even though I'm not 
as like when I was vice president, like I'm not in it as much as I want to be. But I mean, like I said, I try and be there as much as I can um, with volunteering opportunities and like going to their meetings and all of that good stuff. So just having a even though like we do have a small population of Hispanics at AU, I Honestly, from when I came my freshman year, I feel like the Hispanic population has grown. I was actually talking to my friend the other day. I was like, I feel like I've seen more Hispanics like on campus, like, and that just makes me happy. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, like, and just meeting new people from like different, like, of course you're Hispanic, um, but there's different, like, you can be from Mexico or Colombia or, you know what I mean? Or like Argentina and stuff like that. So just like different countries like coming together and like sharing the same cultures or traditions. It's just like such a I I just I just love being a part of like such a like community like that where we all like share the same cultures and traditions and you know, we can like relate to one another, you know. So that's great to hear. So you do feel like you we're able to find community here. Like you do have a sense of belonging here. That's really great because that percentage is kind of scary when you think about we have, we're getting close to like having 10,000 students here, but such a small yeah. part of that are our Hispanic students. And of course we value diversity and inclusivity, but how do you think, or what do you think the university can do to help make that percentage grow? Like what resources or, I don't know, just off the top of your head, I know you're not like necessarily an expert with like recruiting <laughs> students, but just from your experience, what do you think? Honestly, stuff that we would do when I was part of the executive board for OI, we would try to do something that kind of brings, I mean, like, I feel like any type of culture or whatever, but like food brings people together for sure. So we, I remember us trying to do in order to get our, cause we, and for or, OI organization, like there wasn't even though like we were still growing, you know what I mean? We were trying to like get more people involved and like maybe like new freshmen didn't know about the club or anything like that, you know, cause they were new to campus, they were new to AU. So we tried to do posters or like flyers or maybe trying to, to like recruit more Hispanics when we had a table set up with like different types of foods and we would try to integrate foods from different countries. So like it wasn't just Mexico or like Colombia, you know, so we would try and do different types of foods from different types of cultures and we would have the the poster boards and we would have like facts and stuff like that, like on our tables and just making sure that people felt like welcomed and so they could like approach our table or or like, you know, even though if you weren't Hispanic, if you had any questions or anything like that about like culture or traditions or anything like that, you you were more than welcome to come up to the table, of course, and grab a plate of food or whatever. Like I said, uh, food brings people together for sure. But maybe trying to some ideas to trying to recruit people from outside of AU, maybe posting like posters like in downtown. I know there's a a festival or like I said I'm not from Augusta so I'm not sure but I think there's like a festival going on either that like this Saturday or next Saturday for Hispanic for Hispanics and um, it's in downtown I believe so like maybe posting posters there or like flyers there just to you know 
reel some people in and maybe some like um, student uh, students from local high schools that are planning on going to AU to like make it aware that yes we do have a Hispanic organization at AU and we're trying to grow and that anyone is welcomed so maybe just like things like that and for some new freshmen maybe that don't know about AU maybe posting it at the on the AU website or like the Instagram page um, and just making it more like aware you know what I mean because I was also in the pre-nursing society um organization and that was a very big club like a very big organization so that was our goal trying to like get as big as like the other clubs and stuff and of course we're still growing like I said and we're a fairly new club but we're trying to get there slowly but yeah I feel like those are some good ideas in trying to for people like for new freshmen and for people that go to like local high schools here at Augusta. So yeah. Last question. What would you tell a student who's thinking about going here who is Hispanic, but they aren't sure that they will fit in? Um, I would just tell them like, so I'm a person that, hates change. I don't really like change, but I made a really big step (laughs) when coming here. Like I said, I came to a new state. I didn't know anyone, like no one. (laughs) And I did JJSP. So that's where I met Dr. Huggins at. And I felt like just having, don't be scared to like step out of your bubble. You know what I mean? So like, don't, like I said, like, I don't like change. I do not like change, but I made a really big change. Another state, didn't know anyone. Like, honestly, like change, change is good sometimes, you know? So don't be, do not be scared. Like at first, yes, I was scared, very, very scared, but just having that community. I also feel like uh, JJSP with Dr. Huggins, um, we always called her the mom on campus um, because she would always like, if we had any questions or concerns, like we would always just go to her. So like, if you guys ever need someone to talk to, even though y'all don't know Dr. Huggins, but she's the best. But yeah, just don't be scared. Don't be scared of change. Uh, there is a Hispanic um Uh, community at AU and if you guys have any questions please let me know but yeah like all in all don't be scared do not be scared like yes you are going to be scared and yes it's tough especially if you come from a new state and you're not from Augusta it is very very difficult and making new friends like you've always through middle school and in high school I feel like everyone has had the same friends growing up but like you know changing that setting and stuff like that you won't regret it I promise you you will not regret it coming to AU it's honestly the best decision I've ever made so yeah <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your experience. And for all of our folks who are listening, please seek out Dr. Huggins. She's amazing. Anna is busy, but I'm sure she'll be able to help when she can and however she can. But yeah, thanks again. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to In the Wild. If you like what you heard, then give a nice rating and review to this podcast on whatever you use to listen to your podcast. To keep our conversations going, follow In the Wild on Instagram at In the Wild Pod and Augusta University on all social media platforms. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Rayshawn Ricks, at Rayshawn Ricks to send me questions you want to see answered on the show. Tune in for new episodes every week because we don't want you to miss a single thing that's happening on campus. You can also find out more news at jaguar.augusta.edu. Until then, I'll see y'all next time. Stay wild. Stay wild.